What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Mike Virginia here with the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, joined by Britton Allen. Britton Allen, what's up, man? What's up, Mike V? How you doing on this beautiful, lovely Friday afternoon? I am doing good, man. My O's are rolling. It's close to football season. I'm getting my draft prep going for fantasy football. I could not be happier, man. It's a lot of cool stuff going on in sports with college football coming back up, too. So I couldn't be happier. We're How's rolling. Going in your end? Well, it's going great. I knew you'd be in a good mood, Mike, because I was look. I was watching MLB Central, and they flashed the the overall record of uh, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles seven. It's like seventy nine wins, leading yes, you know, the Rays, and and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, let me tell you something too, because before we get started on this, is I was talking to somebody about it the other day. The pain it has been for an Orioles fan for as long as I've been alive, really. We haven't had it ha- this happen since like 2014, okay? Where are we even even sniffing the playoffs, all right? So the fact that we're leading the division just makes me feel so good. And I'm hoping that we can keep it up long term, but we shall see. Like I said, still got a whole other month left of baseball, but I'm pumped to talk about some fantasy, fantasy baseball today with you, man. No Michael Govier again. Michael's on vacation. He is enjoying some time off dude does a lot of great work here on Palazzo and then a bunch of other FTN bunch of other spots as well. Dude just cranks out content. So I'm glad he's taking the time for himself. This is the perfect time to do it too, because you know, you do a little, a weem away, a weem away because you know, the, the high pressure NFL season starts here in a bit when, you know, That's and right. then Michael and you too, uh, I, I don't do uh, any fantasy football, but, uh, but y'all are going to be juggling NFL and then, you know, the final month of the baseball season. It's the pressure cooker. It's the little percolator percolating on top. So you got to let that steam off, Mike V. You got to. I know. That's right. Like, it's funny because we were talking, I was talking about the other day, like I'm doing baseball content and football content. I'm trying to stay, stay on top of both while prepping for my own drafts, like in my own league with my boys. So it's been a lot going on here. Um, and I'm, don't get me wrong. I love baseball. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to continue. And we still got one more month plus the playoffs, my O's. But, you know, one sport at a time, right? So I hear you. <laughs> yeah, because this is like it's coming down to the wire. Like like you're running like in Atlanta and here comes Mr. Freeze. You know, it's that team that's been hanging around third or fourth and you've been in first for the past month. But 
Mr. Freeze is gaining on you, but you can see the end and you're like, oh, I'm about to win. And then you look up and you're like, I lost a point yesterday. Mr. Freeze gained a point. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, I just, I just, you don't even want to look at the standings or look at the points because right. you're like scared. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't watch this happen. But now's the time to settle in and take a, take a hard look. Like I might have to drop uh, Jorge Soler in a league who's hit 33 home runs because I've got a lead in home runs, but I can, I can make a couple points in batting average. So I got to go pick up a batting average guy and drop Soler, but pressing that drop button on Soler, I don't know. Hurts. It, it's, it, I don't know, but you got to do it, right? <laughs> yep. We'll actually talk about that later in the show too. So, um, all right. Well, cool, man. I'm really happy to do the show with you. If you guys missed the show yesterday, me and Ben did our uh, did the prospect half hour power hour. Make sure you guys check that out. That's on our Palazzo podcast YouTube channel. Make sure that you like and subscribe, please. We're trying to get to a thousand before years end here, so please make sure you go to our YouTube channel, like this, like this uh, stream, but also subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to a thousand. Please, 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 please. You can follow me at MKB Fantasy on X. You can follow Britton Allen at Britton Allen. Uh, two T's, two L's. Make sure you do that, uh, and then also follow us on 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 X as well at the Palazzo Podcast. So. Um, anytime you guys have questions or need help with your teams, especially during playoff season, please, please, please feel free to hit us up more than happy to help out. Uh, for those of you guys who are watching in the live stream, drop your questions. Happy to answer them up on screen here for myself and Britain and Britain. We might be joined by a couple other Palazzo guests here later in the show. Fingers crossed, no promises, but they may show up a little bit later. I heard a little sneak. So sneaky, sneaky, Mike surprise mm-hmm. in the works. Always got stuff, uh, you know, bubbling around. So that'll be exciting. But I'll, we'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for that. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, Want to give a quick shout out to Triple Play Fantasy. Uh, they had me on earlier on in the week uh, for a podcast as a guest. Uh, Doc, Marty, David Mendelson, Art. Great group of guys. Really, really enjoyed being on the show. Um, really fun. Um, and I even extended the invites for them, Britain. Maybe they can join us here. I'd love to have them on as a, as a guest for our show as well. Oh, they will always have a special place in my heart. The Triple Play Fantasy Podcast was the very first podcast I was ever on. And you never forget your first, Mike V. And I Mm -hmm. I give a shout out to those guys and also special shout out to David Mendelson. Congratulations, a beautiful baby girl. Uh, Very happy for him. He's a great guy, deserves it, as all the other Triple Play guys are just cool wonderful people to talk baseball with so it's really cool too because uh actually marty was saying that his first podcast that he ever did was right here on the palazzo podcast with michael govier so uh it's cool that you did your first with them so it's like tony soprano in new york i mean we got ties <laughs> right johnny sack we we're hey hey you know we're in different states but we're tied together baby that's right. It's uh, it's 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 pretty cool. And like I said, uh, you know, I gave a quick quick shout out to to the Palazzo crew. Um, <clears throat> obviously, this being my first year, you guys have been awesome. They've been awesome. Fantasy baseball space is is super supportive and super awesome. So I'm glad that uh, I was able to do that. Shout out to those guys. If you aren't following, make sure you do that. Triple Play Fantasy. Check them out on X. Check them out on wherever you get your podcasts as well for the show. We did it on Tuesday night. So, um. Another thing for business time here, Patreon, $3 a month. 
make sure you guys check that out. Again, we're constantly doing content for that. I'm going to be doing some football content to help you for your drafts, get the season underway. We're right around the corner for NFL season, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, Michael's got uh, his his uh, article, Grooving with Govier, new every Tuesday on ftnfantasy.com. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, please, please, please like and subscribe to this video. And then if you can, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But Britton, want to give you a plug here too. Um, anything you got coming up in the works for baseball nothing, to close out to close out the season? Nothing uh, for me. Uh, if, if anyone cares, I, I was doing a podcast called It's Gone with Sports Ethos. Uh, they told me, and no hard feelings whatsoever. They just have a comp- company policy that I can't, I can't do Plazo and do It's Gone. So uh, you know, we parted ways. And Joe Arico and Dan and those guys. It's just you know that the policy is a policy. And I said, hey, thanks for the opportunity. I uh, hope I see you guys down the road. So I do want to give them a shout out though, because uh, when I met Joe Arico in Arizona last year, he was really kind and really nice and very supportive. So, uh, you know, still great guys and I'm still going to be podcasting with Palazzo. So that's, that's all I'm doing right now. Uh, I am in one fantasy football league that was in my, with my college friends. So I guess at some point I'll have to like, look at that. I don't know, because this is like the one from college that is with my friends. It started in 2002. Nice. And since 2002, which I don't want to do the math. That was a long time ago. But I was I've won the league once. Hey, once. That's better than zero, man. That's once. better than zero. <laughs> that's it. So that tells you all you need to know about me and fantasy football. Well, hey, you know, like I said, I have been in my league uh very similar. I have been in I've come up runner up a couple times. I've been in the playoffs uh a good chunk. I've only won it once myself. So it is a grind, just like fantasy baseball. Not as big of a grind, but it is a grind. Things happen, you get unlucky. You know, it doesn't matter how much, you know, it's just like baseball and football. Sometimes the ball doesn't break your way. So um, it is what it is. But um, I want to say also, too, that, you know, again, Britain does great work. Uh, I'm happy that you're, you're with us, uh, Britain, as uh, uh, on Palazzo. Um, obviously, things happen. Right. No, like you said, no hard feeling feelings. Those guys are a great group of, uh, of folks over there. A lot of great writers, a lot of great minds uh, in the industry there. So, um I'm happy that you're with us, Britton. Can't say that enough. I'm glad. And in, in my opinion, again, no uh, no hard feelings, but you made the right choice. I appreciate that. <laughs> I yeah, I really I, thank you so much. Apparently, there's a business side to all this. I, yeah. I was like, you know, they're like, you can't do both. I was like, really? Why not? Who cares? But I don't know. <laughs> right. I, what, what, I was like, whatever. I just talk about fantasy baseball. I don't know. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, cool. Um, let's get uh, let's start off with uh, leading off. I don't have the cool little buttons like Michael Michael has in terms of the soundboard and doing the I think I just banged my mic on that. Maybe I better stop. So this segment here, we're going to be talking about three up, three down. We're going to be talking about a couple guys that were high on for the rest of the year and some guys that may be trending down. Chad, before we do that, Chad says, have we talked about the biggest news in Mike's life today? O's legend Adam Jones officially retires. Uh, Chad, not the biggest news in my life. Uh, while, I love the, <laughs> while, while I love the O's, I got a lot of other cool stuff going on. So, uh, But yeah, Adam Jones retires. He's an absolute legend. I love Adam Jones. Britain, a little fun trivia for you. See if you can uh, pick this up. Hit me. Where did, where did the Orioles get Adam Jones from, and who did we trade to get him? 
Oh man, that is a hard, tough question. I was, didn't he end his career in like the KBO or, yes, or something like that? So yep. I was, so my first inclination is thinking tricky Mike V trying to stump me <laughs> on a Friday. I was going to nope. think, no, they didn't, they, they didn't get him from overseas. Okay. Nope. Um, Adam Jones was like, what, 2000? I don't know. Did it have, I, I have no idea. So go ahead. Chad says the Eric Bedard trade when we sent him to Seattle, it was Eric Bedard for Adam Jones and Chris Tillman. Oh, um, yeah, that was a that was a good trade for us. I love I love Bedard when out. he came, when yeah when he was pitching with us and uh, I was kind of at the time I was like ah man like this sucks but I knew Adam Jones was was a good prospect for them. I didn't know he'd be that good. Um, obviously love Adam Jones. Happy for him. I'll actually be at the game tomorrow with my dad and my brother. Shout out to those guys. Uh, shout. shout. But, shout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll be at the game tomorrow. So if anybody's going to the O's game and lives in the area, hit, hit me up on Twitter. Let's meet up. I'll buy you a beer. Um, all well, right, cool. I'm, so go ahead. That sounds awesome. You know, the Rockies are coming to uh, to uh, the Baltimore, as you well know. And the a lot of the Rockies are going to be talked about today, including I think in in your one of your first sections, right? Yes, absolutely. And the very first guy that I'm going to bring up is Nolan Jones of the Colorado Rockies, first baseman slash outfielder. Um, it's actually really funny because Tyler London and I talked about it on the Sunday show this past Sunday. Uh, I mentioned him there too as a as a potential ad, um, noting that he did not have a great. Um, he did not have a great schedule of games this week because he's not playing in course. He had three versus Tampa, and then he gets three on the road versus Baltimore. Um, but, Britain, over the last month, Nolan Jones has been a revelation, hitting 294 with four home runs, 17 RBIs, and two stolen bases. We talked about this, you, me, and Govier a couple of weeks back. We talked about getting ready for your fantasy baseball playoffs. You ready for this stat? Here's my favorite little tidbit here of the, of the show. The Rockies get 16 of their 27 games in September at home in cores. Hit the cores button. <laughs> I love exactly. I love Nolan Jones rest of season, especially coming up in September. If you need first base, if you need outfielder, I lost Mike Trout again. So uh, Nolan Jones was a guy that I quickly ran to the waiver wire to scoop up because he was dropped in my league um, as a, another outfielder to kind of fill that void. Um, but thoughts on Nolan jo Jones. What do you think? I love Nolan Jones. He is a true five-category player. And the best part is, just like you said, barring injury, they've got a bunch of Colorado games coming up. I actually, and I'm not a mathematician, but I counted 20 home games left. I guess you're oh, right. You? you said starting well, September. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this weekend, the Rockies play at Baltimore starting Monday, which I guess are a couple days left in August. Starting yep. Monday, they go back home, 20 games left, 20 home games left. They only have 12 away games. So at 20 games at home in beautiful Colorado, Denver, Colorado, shout out, Denver, you are a beautiful city. And the cherry on top, Mike, seven, their last seven games of the season, all at home. So yes. things come down to a – one hundredth of a point in batting average, one run, you know, one RBI. Well, those over-unders are going to be 10, 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half. So yep. we're, we're all about Nolan Jones and the Rockies. 
Absolutely. So go add Nojo if you need a power bat. He's going to be hitting usually anywhere between, uh, usually in the middle of that lineup somewhere, anywhere between one and six. I think he's batting six today because they have a lefty on the bump, but um, he's usually going to be batting in that two, three, four hole. Uh, he's going to get plenty of uh, run driving, uh, driving and run opportunities, hitting in Colorado, hitting in the middle of that lineup. So again, nothing surefire, but again, if he's available in your league, go get him. Um, I want to shoot it over to Britain next. Britain, I love like this guy who's first on your list, and I'm so glad that you put in the show sheet here how to pronounce his name because I probably butchered the hell out of it last Sunday with Tyler. So who's Mike, your guy? I've watched 10 YouTube clips on how to pronounce <laughs> this name. 10. And then I even like wrote it out and tried to drill it into my brain, and I'm still not 100% sure I can do it, but – it's right. the shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, Ose La Vis Basabe. All right, I'm just going to call him Mr. Basabe. I uh, love that is, name. <laughs> Basabe, man, that baby rolls off the tongue. I'm like, yep. I'm like, oh, I would love some 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 hot and sour Basabe right now. But <laughs> the, the, the Basabe I'm talking about is the shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays. All right, so we know Tampa Bay is good. We also know, unfortunately, Wander Franco is out indefinitely. It doesn't look yep. like he's coming back anytime soon. And I don't think he's going to, I, uh, you know, the, I don't know all the facts, but it's one of those things that it's just going to take some time to play out, right? So yep. let's forget about Wander Franco and go forward with Mr. Basabe because he is one of the Raids' best prospects. Like, I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but when spring training of this year was going on, he was the star of the Tampa yep. Bay Rays. If That's you right. Read, if you read anything about the spring training, what was happening in Tampa Bay, all eyes and ears were on Basabe because he looked like he's 22 years old and he looked like ready for the major leagues. Now, of course, the, the Tampa Bay Rays is infused with so much talent. You know, Wander Franco just signed and they have a bunch of good middle infielders. So Basabe was kind of odd man out, you know, musical chairs, uh, yep. uh, Montreal Jordan, you know, the last song didn't, didn't play out. So, but anyway, <laughs> so he's got his shot. Uh, and he has always been a great contact hitter. He hit over 300 in high a, okay, that's fine. Over 300 and double a, all right. Now, now we're talking and he's still a contact hitter plus defender, and, you know, managers love that S, right? That keeps you in That's the lineup right. when you're a good defender. And he's a plus runner, too. He hit a grand slam this week. I watched the at-bat. Uh, he is poised. He is mature. He is a good hitter. So if you're like in several of my teams, like I need runs scored. I need um, batting average. You know, batting average is like it's so close between so many teams. A little bit of boost can go a long way. Oh, so yeah. I love uh, Basabe. If you have a middle infield spot that you're hanging on to, and it's like, you know, it, it's a hitter that's not doing anything for you or is in the cold streak, go get Basabe. He's going to he's going to help your batting average. He's going to get runs, and his name is super cool. And can we also just point out this as well as like the out of all the teams to trust in terms of just developing guys and they just come out and just just come out of the gate just hot like it's the Tampa Bay Rays right like 
don't worry about you know like if you haven't heard of them before like hey is this a, is this a wave that i'm riding yeah probably but at the same time too we're at the point in the season like britain had mentioned you can cut some of these guys who are not really performing for you if you need batting average help he's gonna play in a great great lineup with the rays get him added and actually i actually want to get the thoughts of another palazzo member here big gentle ben ben chase hey! what's up man what's up hey man? guys just walked in the door so we want to get your thoughts on and 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 again we're not sure if we're saying it right oslavis basabe my tampa bay yes i think that's correct um yeah he's what should what should owners of fantasy baseball? Britain just had him on our three up three down segment here. He's on he's number one on his list with the arrow pointing up. What do you think of Wasabe? And is he a guy that players or managers should be going out and and, and getting on their teams? I I think he's he is a prime guy to grab hold of. Um, only because you're going to be they're going to be without Franco. And of what they have that's really available, Wasabi is probably your best option at shortstop. And that's just the thing is they're going to need someone who can play that position consistently, consistently. And he is, he's absolutely a guy who can do that. He's got the glove to do that. Now he's a guy who I, I would be really happy on a full term, full season basis. If I got 15 and 15 out of him. Yeah. He's not, not a guy that's going to give you a ton of those type of stats, but he's a pretty solid contact guy. Um, and in that lineup, you get on base, you're probably going to get yourself around to score every so often. So that's not going to hurt you too much in you know a league. But like I said, he's going to have consistent at bats the rest of the way. So yeah, totally big, agree. And that's a big deal. Yeah, and Britain was just saying that too. Good, good, good contact guy. Good average guy for right now. Like I said, I mean. Some of these sometimes these waves crashes with some of these younger guys. Who knows? We talk about it more than enough on this show. Uh, but for right now, like I said, I don't think he's a Wander Franco type player. I don't think there's anybody no. who's going to be able to replace him that they have. But at the same time, too, he's a guy that's hot. Ride that wave. Tampa Bay is in the thick of things there for a playoff hunt. So go get him. Um, number two for me on my list on my th- on my up segment here is a Roldis Chapman. If you've been following me on Twitter, you know that he has taken over the crown or the the number one spot. We talked about Yuri Perez. Get him out of here now. It's a roll Chapman's time. Will Smith is in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. He gave it up again yesterday. He was noting it was in the eighth, but he gave up more runs. The guys had a, just an absolutely brutal August, and I don't see how Bochy can stick with him in the closer role moving forward. Chapman, I know, blew the save the other night, but for the month of August, 10 innings pitched, 19 strikeouts, a 0.90 ERA. Do it now. He's 58% rostered in Yahoo leagues. If you need a closer, hop all over Roldis Chapman. And even if he's not closing right away and he's sharing that role, he's still striking out on a, on a, on a pretty good clip uh, as well. So yeah. I love Roldis Chapman rest of year, especially if he takes over that closer role. What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, Josh Spores is going basement dwelling as well, uh, along yep. with Will Smith. Uh, the only guy who I think could be a very interesting potential closer. Let me guess. Option. Let me guess. Stratton. Ah, damn it! I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Jose Leclerc. No, no. I think. Yeah. I think they've honestly kind of let that ship sail. To be yeah, I, I agree. I think agreed. that's. But Stratton's a guy. He's not going to hurt you 
if you're the Rangers. He's likely not right. going to put extra guys on base. His biggest issue is going to be if he has extra contact than you'd prefer. Um, so, he, yeah, and he's not going to strike you out a ton. But, like I said, when you don't put extra guys on base, you're a little more stable in that late-inning role. Yep. But I think he might be the guy who then bumps into – well, he has been doing a lot of eighth-inning work. Uh, so he could yeah. be that guy that works really well for them late because he's not going to hurt the team. Right. Good, good, good call, Ben. Uh, Britton, any, any thoughts on roles chatting? Yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on Chapman. He's got that experience, you know, that New York Yankee, that Cincinnati red. Remember when he was a Cincinnati red, he was a lights out killer Mm -hmm. closer. He's got one more year left in him. He's got one more season left in him. That's what he showed, you know, in the past 10 innings before the blow up though, he's, you know, uh, uh, well over, you know, 10 K per nine, but he was, yeah, I think he's definitely going to get a shot, and I think he's going to do it too. So I'm I'm on board with uh, uh, Chapman. Yes, so glad we're so it's a ringing endorsement here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. It's myself, Britton Allen, Benjamin Chase, helping you out here uh, with your fantasy baseball teams. Uh, talking about three up, three down here. Britton, who's second on your list here? Before I get to that, though, I want to give Ben a shout out. Because Ooh. he literally Shout. just came on the podcast, and <laughs> within a few seconds, we threw at him uh, a, a slavies uh, basabe, and like he just handled it. Yeah, you, you know, it, it was impressive. Like, just yeah. here's a random name, and he's like, "Oh well." you know, good, this, good, that, and, and just nailed it. So shout he's out. the best in the, he's the best in the business. Everyone knows it, right? That's why he's here on the Palazzo podcast. That's why we have him on the show today. It was impressive. It was impressive. Well, thank you, Joe. Yeah. And, and also I, it, it gives me a chance to say hot, like Basabi when I bust rhymes. <laughs> I, I meant to do that earlier. I forgot about it. That's but see, you shout you got to continue that on so you can reference Leanne rhymes. <laughs> You know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Man, I'm so I'm so old. Sorry, Mike V. No, it's all good. I'm, I'm still getting over the hot. He said something earlier, the hot and sour basabe. He's like, right. I want to order up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, right. Anyway, sorry, moving on. Uh, so I'm kind of in love with uh, the starting pitchers for the Dodgers, which is easy to do. It's, it's, you know, a front runner thing. I can't help it, but Ryan Pepio uh, he's pitched this week. He's back in the mix with the starting uh, rotation. And, and Ben, uh, this is another guy you, you probably know about too, because he's long been kind of tagged as like a future number two starter for the Dodgers in the yep. minors. His fastball is around mid nineties, but his changeup is, plus plus meaning mm-hmm. like there was a period in, in in the minors where his changeup was considered the best like not in the not in triple a like the best uh, yeah. out, out of all the the one ring that rules them all that type of situation so now with a lot of injuries ryan pepio is is up he had a good start this week he did not start he was a bulk innings reliever mm-hmm. i think they started caleb ferguson or something as an opener but he came in uh, he gave up one home run. He had one earned run, and it's a small sample size. I think like ten innings or nine innings, eleven Ks, a two ERA with a below one's whip, like a point seven whip. Uh, he's when you've got a good changeup in the major leagues, you, you'll play and, yeah, and you'll start. Absolutely. And so that's what Ryan Pepio is good at, and he plays for the Dodgers, which 
it doesn't get any better than that. So uh, Ryan Pepio yeah. is somebody that I want to go grab before it's too late. Especially with the state of st- starting pitching the way it is, like you're oh. you're 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 throwing darts right now, just trying to this find time guys. Of year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on on Ryan Pepio? Are, are are managers wise to go pick him up? I right now from the last few starts he had in the minors into these starts, he's doing the one thing that kept him in the minors all year. Uh, he was not controlling the ball early on, and that's why right. he wasn't up. Right now, he's got one walk in the majors in nine innings. And I, I was just trying to pull up here his game logs from uh, from the minors. It just my computer was going a little slower than I would like. But he was that was something that I had noticed just before he got called up is that he was really doing well in the minors on controlling his his fastball and his changeup certainly. But that breaker, if he can get that breaker to fall for strikes, it's not a great break. You know, his breaking pitch is not great. It's not something that's going to get him a ton of swing and miss. He gets a lot more of his swing and miss on the change. change but yep. when he lands that breaking ball in the strike zone, you have to respect it as a hitter. And that's what really sets him up well for success is when he can land all three pitches in the zone consistently. And um, I finally just got the stinking thing to pop up. But yeah, <laughs> last three starts in the minors, he went 11. I'm doing math in my head real fast. 15. 15 and two thirds innings with one walk. I mean, so this is his last, I'm sorry, his last three starts overall. That includes the majors is 15 and two thirds with one walk. He had just, he had really calmed things down just before he got started. And then he was injured to start the year too. So that wasn't great either. But one of the reasons they didn't kick him out of, uh, out of the Arizona complex was frankly, he was just, he was really having, trouble controlling his pitches and now that's not been an issue he's been hitting the zone with them um yeah i i think you're looking at a guy who you just lost gonsolin if you're the the dodgers you've got you're trying to set up things for the playoffs i don't know if you guys remember i might have been the 2020 season when they ended up winning it all but uh urias Julio Urias came out and he was actually kind of a bulk reliever, do everything type of guy for them. And really the MVP of that pitching staff in the playoffs. Yeah. I could see Pepio working into a role like that, where maybe he doesn't make a single playoff start, but he is an extremely valuable member of their pitching staff in October. Yeah. And especially if too, if they're going to use somebody like as an opener and they're going to, like they did the other night and they throw Pepio in for the, you know, uh, the bulk of the innings, maybe like as a, as a long reliever, he's, Mm -hmm. he's valuable in, in, in those types of formats too, where you can, he may not be as the, the the quote unquote opener and start the game, but after they've been through the lineup a couple of times and they flip it, flip it back over, Pepio is going to have again, you know, four or five solid innings, uh, and again, with that kind of run production with the Dodgers, I love that call, Britton. Um, I am uh, I am hoping to get him. I, I am out of moves this week, unfortunately. Uh, so um, I'm hoping that he falls to me on Monday. But um, love the call. And I also want to note too, you could pick two guys without the coolest names, Pepio and Basave. <laughs> so you yeah. win. The, you win that. Pe- Pepio must be French. There's a T on there, but it's silent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Britton, anything else to add with Ryan Pepio before we move on? No, uh, uh, Ryan Pepio is a guy, just like Ben said, that he he he's going to sneak in there and he's going to throw strikes. And uh, 
he's just going to be part of that Dodgers uh, uh, team down the stretch that's going to win games. There you go. We got a, li- uh, a live chat question here from Charles. Charles asks, this late in the year, do rankings mean as much? Looking at Nolan Jones and Jazz Chisholm and like the schedule Jones has, plus Jazz is always hurt. What are your thoughts? Um, for those of you guys who don't know, Charles plays in a really, really shallow league. Um, so um, he has Jazz Chisholm on his team. Um, I've been working with Charles on his fantasy baseball t- team this year. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll, we'll go around the horn here. Uh, start with you, Ben. What are you doing here? Are you dropping Jazz Chisholm for Nolan Jones? I guess I like, I like Jones. What I will say is that there's some opportunity for guys in Colorado that are sitting in AAA to get a month's run here and potentially affect some of his playing time. Um, That's the only worry I have with Jones. Otherwise, yeah, by far, I would prefer his schedule. I prefer what he's done all year. I, it's, it's hard to imagine someone sitting a team sitting Jones, but we are talking about the Rockies here. So, you know, let's, let's, you know, be consistent that they're going to find a way to take probably their best hitter and put him on the bench. So, yeah, that's that's just what they do. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, Britton, what are you doing here? Are you taking rest of the season? Are you taking Jazz? Are you taking Nolan Jones? As we talked about, I'm all in on No Joe, a.k.a. Nolan Jones. We talked about the Colorado uh, schedule. And if I don't play DFS anymore because I never won – and one of the reasons why is because if there were if there were cores games in your whole life revolved around getting in all the cores players that you can away <laughs> yeah. and home because that's what drove uh, a daily fantasy baseball sports and I just didn't find that any fun but now but now looking at it from a roto standpoint fantasy standpoint I'm like those guys know a lot. You know what I mean? So I am taking that approach too. And if I can get 20 home games with Nolan Jones, and I don't think the, I don't think they're going to sit on Ben. I think he's going to play and get those, get all those stats and plate appearances because he is their star player. Like Charlie Blackman, he's come back. He's actually been hitting really well Mm -hmm. and he's going to bat lead off. And that's great. But uh, CJ Crone is gone. Like, Nolan Jones is the future of this team. Like it's not Chris Bryant, you know, all due respect to Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. You had a great run yeah. in Chicago and you cashed that in big, big money and, you know, more power to you. But Chris Bryant in, in the future here, he's, he's going to write out that contract and maybe play 90 games a season. So Nolan Jones is, is the, is the future of the Rockies and they do have a lot of good prospects, but long story short, yeah, I, I would. I like Jazz too. I mean, his name is Jazz. He's awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's going to steal bases and do all that. But schedule wise, yeah, give me Nolan Jones. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier in the show too. Like at this point in the season, if if you're not going to plan on and you're playing a shallower format, um, you know, uh, you're not planning on using Jazz, or maybe you don't need uh, his, his the stolen bases with him, or you need, you don't need the second base aspect or the outfield. Um, I think he's outfield eligible in some formats. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. It's, it's a, it's a three for three here. Nolan Jones with the schedule that he has. I, I, I agree with both your takes. I do see the, the Rockies being the Rockies and sitting him sometimes against lefties, but for the most part, he's going to be in the lineup most days. Um, he's in there today against a lefty and he's batting sixth. Um, 
So he should play on most days. Like I said, it's it's the Rockies here, so we don't trust him to do the right thing. That's the only reason why I'm slightly hesitant, but I'm with Britton on this one too. I think he plays majority of his games. You're tuned in to the Palazzo Podcast. We got some commercials for you up next, so feel free to press the fast forward button because Lord knows a commercial has never benefited you in any meaningful way. More Palazzo after this. All right, thanks for the question, uh, Charles. If anybody else has any questions, you have prospect questions for Ben, you have questions uh, about fantasy baseball, any anything, drop them in the live chat here. We're happy to bring them up on the on the on the screen and talk about it. Um, ben, wanted to get your thoughts on the next guy that I have on our three up, three down segment. And my arrow point up is with, I hope I'm saying his name right, Yanier Diaz of the Houston Astros. I tweeted out uh, uh, about it the other day, Britton, you were so kind to reply. Um, and the fact of, you know, for me, I, 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 I love him rest of season. And it sounds like, or it looks like they're going to find ways to get him at mm-hmm. bats. It doesn't sound like dusty. And I guess it was an interview that he had and saying like, everybody wants him to play every day. He's going to do every, he's going to do Diaz a favor and not do that. Uh, because again, it's like this, it's, it, he, he's trying to keep his confidence up, play him in the right matchups. And I get that. Um, but is Diaz a must roster guy right now, especially with how he's been hitting over the past month? He's hitting 350 with seven home runs, 20 RBIs. He's been catching a little bit. He's been playing some first and he's been DHing. Ben, we'll start with you. What about Diaz here? Do you like him as a pickup? I, I have him in a number of leagues where he is sitting in my util spot with Adley as my main catcher. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, he's worthy of sticking in a util spot over other guys that would be options, even though his primary position has been catcher, so he doesn't get in there every day. But that bat, when it is going, is so stinking good. And people are, a lot of folks are quoting his walk rate. Yeah, he's got a crap walk rate. But yep. also then take into account, he's got 55 strikeouts over 302 plate appearances. So that's, I mean, you're not even talking about a 20% strikeout rate. Yeah, right. the walk rate's terrible, but he makes a lot of contact. It's not a matter yep. of he's swinging and missing a ton. He isn't. And so, this is a prime example of getting we, – we talk about this on the show all the time, Britton – getting too caught up in the stat cast data and guys looking at just so so gung-ho and so one-dimensional and just looking at, oh, his strikeout rate or his walk rate or whatever it may be. At this point in the season, you want guys who are producing at the end of the mm-hmm. day, right? I don't care what that is as long as he's filling up my box score and giving me those counting stats, his average, et cetera, et cetera, and he's in the lineup most days. So, um, Britton, any thoughts on, on, on Diaz? I know we briefly talked about it on X, or formerly known as Twitter. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Diaz moving forward rest of the season? I love Diaz. And when I responded to your text, I didn't want to seem too negative, but I, I this is just how I no. felt. that they, yeah. When Jose Abreu got back from, from the I.L., he's going to play every day first base. Now he's going to get some break days because Dusty Baker believes in that. He believes Mm -hmm. in taking players and saying, okay, tomorrow you're not playing. So tonight you go get a nice dinner. You have a nice (laughs) glass of wine and I don't care what happens tomorrow. You're not playing. And Mm -hmm. so that's how he manages his team. And that's why players love him. (laughs) Right. Yep. So he, he, that's, he manages veterans. Well, so Diaz will, play but uh it's it's like you said like dusty prefers the veterans that's just how yep. that's just how it is and diaz has played himself into a position 
where he is going to be extremely important next year. So I do like him this year moving forward uh, because he's been so darn good. And you're right. Like, look at his batting average. I mean, he's not just, he's, the, he's a catcher that can help you in batting average. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, like huge. Not, like JT Real Milto or something, and you picked him up off the waiver wire. He's got 18 home runs this yeah. year. Yep. Name me a name me a couple of catchers off the off the waiver wire that you can get for 18 home runs and help you in batting average. The list is one, and it's Yanni Diaz. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, so it, it's hard not to stay loyal to him as a fantasy uh, mm-hmm. baseball player when you picked him up a month ago and you're just looking at his stats every day and you're just like, oh yeah, but. But it's also what it, so I think you just keep riding it out, obviously, because well, he's not going to play every day. But most catchers don't. So yeah, I'm he must, I, yeah, he must so, he must be eating some 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 serious good steak dinners there with a lot yeah. of lot lot of nice red wine. Whatever he's doing, it's working. Keep 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 that that boy fed with plenty of steak, plenty of wine. Let the good and, times roll, baby. I mean, he's Darn. in a great spot. He's got a great manager, a, a yep. battle-tested, experienced. He knows what to do with young players, and he's got veterans. Like Martin Maldonado isn't good at the plate. No one's ever accused him of that, but he is a great catcher. That's why he's Defender, still in yep. the league, regardless yep. of his bat. So, and you know, you've you've got Altuve and all, all those other guys. So. Diaz is in a great spot on many levels. So yeah, write it out with Diaz. Absolutely. Love the call there. Um, and, and another question I want to bring into before we do that, plots of podcast, two L's, two Z's, make sure that you guys are following everybody on the screens. Our Twitter handles are in the little yellow bubbles next to our pictures there. Make sure you're following us. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to this video. I want to ask you guys your question on this take, and it's going to start my down segment and guys, I'm kind of down on rest of season. Uh, and Ben, you mentioned it because you're 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 pairing him with Adley Rushman. You're putting him in your util spot. Um, I have a guy like Sean Murphy in my team who was who set the world on fire the first couple the first half of the season, right? With with Travis Darno, who was on the on the IL. Travis Sean Murphy's playing every other day. It seems like, um, and even when he does, like when you when you have a catcher like that, you need him to produce on the days that he is playing. So. You know, I wondered your all's thoughts in one catcher leagues and you have a guy like Sean Murphy and, and, and Yanir Diaz is available. Is it worth rostering both of those guys when you have a guy like Sean Murphy? We can just plug in Diaz the days that Murphy sits. I mean, how shallow are you talking? I mean, if we're talking a standard, you know, a standard redraft league. Yeah. Most of the time. I don't roster a second catcher because you, it's mm-hmm. hard to find any of them that have that kind of production. Right. And the other thing, you know, you brought it up, you've got Murphy is, he's been better over the last couple of weeks here, especially yeah. if you're in an OBP league, but he is nowhere near hitting like he was over the first two months of the year. Right. And, and he's actually uh, dropped in the lineup too, which sucks. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, granted, that lineup right now, you can kind of get production one through nine as far as run scoring and things. But, I mean, yeah, he's – I wouldn't have an issue if somebody told me that they had dropped Murphy to keep Diaz. That wouldn't be a crazy idea. Um, But, I mean, granted, your trade deadline's most likely gone. Um, Right. 
But if if you are happen to be in a league that doesn't believe in trade deadlines and somebody wants a Sean Murphy, there you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I because I think you're gonna see Diaz get more consistent four days a week to six days a week playing at time, whereas Murphy is probably stuck at more three to four days a week. That might help your team down the stretch here, especially as you're fighting for ratios and Lord knows he's going to hit or Diaz is going to hit for better average. So, yeah. And that's, that's, that's a good take too, Ben. I mean, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm not about rostering two catchers in one catcher leagues, especially when you play in a, in a 12 team standard, um, a, a format with positions. Um, and you, I, I, again, at this point in the season, though, I'm kind of torn. I'm 50-50. Like, I don't want to drop him because that lineup is so potent. But at the same time, too, I also want a guy who's playing more regularly and can actually help my team out when it comes to playoff time. So, Britton, any any thoughts there? Um, who do you have rest of season, Sean Murphy or, or Yanni Diaz? Uh, with all due respect to Sean Murphy, you got to drop him. The playing time isn't there. Now, do I want Sean Murphy? You know, uh, Keeper League, Dynasty League, of course. Sean Murphy is a great player. It's just yep. not working out. And there are only 33 games left, something like that. So, yeah, I don't go down with the ship on Sean Murphy. Uh, if you're in a, like, 12-team redraft, cut Sean Murphy. Go to the waiver wire. If if for some lucky reason Yanir Diaz is, is there, go ahead and pick him up. So, uh, better days ahead for Sean Murphy, but he's a catcher and he doesn't yep. play. And when he does, it's not great. So, yeah. you know, uh, 50. For, for, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, her. I didn't mean to You got a Queen Elsa. I don't know if y'all have kids, but sometimes, <laughs> yes, I do. you know, or if you're old like me, you know, uh, Indiana, let it go. Let that grail drop. <laughs> Come on, go. let's go. Let's get out of the uh, the, the Temple of Doom here. You know, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm getting my Indiana Jones references. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but sometimes you got to let Sean Murphy go, and unfortunately, it's 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 that time. And and he's yeah. a guy over his career. He's taken enough beating behind the plate. There's a 60 point drop off in his OPS first half, second half Oof. for Sean Murphy. That's typical yeah. for most catchers, but Diaz yeah. hasn't been catching a lot, so that's another right. reason he's not going to have some of that same second half crap that you deal with, with the catcher. So. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and Ben, I want to be, I want to be cognizant of your time as well. I know you got, I know you got other places and commitments uh, going on here too. Anything uh, I want to give, give you a shout out here too. Is there anybody that, uh, you know, Britton and I've talked about a couple of players. Is there anybody that you're high on rest of season or maybe somebody that you're down on um, uh, moving into, as we get into September here? Well, I guess for me, been watching him the last few weeks uh if you guys remember where michael harris was in in april Mm -hmm. uh doghouse yeah the swing is doing that right now um he's just he's making the first part of the year or we weren't he first came out of that he was fouling off those crappy pitches like taking a swing that was meant to foul them off so that he couldn't be struck out on them but taking a swing that would have either poked him, poked the ball into left field or else followed it off and then been able to drive whatever, you know, wait on and get a good pitch that he could then drive. Right. And right now he's putting that ball into play. That's the bad pitch. I mean, and he's an aggressive swinger. He's always going to be an aggressive swinger, which works when you're able to follow the ball off and then get to your better shot. 
Um, yeah, there you go. But <laughs> Gnostic Baseball says Ben discussing the are dissing the Braves. Sorry, Ben dissing the Braves. What? But I mean, and he's he's showing legit power when he does make good contact. It's just the issue is he's not making good contact right now, and he's you know everyone sees that in his last I think five games there's that four for five he had against the Giants where he was a homer short of the cycle and yeah that game is still in there and and I think he even stole a base that game so I mean it's just right. one hell of a game but since then I he might have one or maybe two hits and it's that swing is just out of joint and that is when he moved up to second in the lineup right I don't know if he's pressing. I don't know what might be there, but I also noticed that they bumped him back down in the lineup last night or the last game that they played and put, uh, I think Kevin Pillar was batting second instead. So that's something to keep an eye on just because he was really comfortable in that nine hole ahead of, ahead of Acuna all year long. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something to be said for that too. I mean, and been playing baseball my entire life. There's a lot less pressure on you when you're hitting a nine hole, as opposed to being sandwiched between Ronald Acuna and Austin Riley and and Matt Olson. Right. So um, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep him down in that nine spot. I know Albies is hurt and he's your normal number two hitter, but I'm with you on that, on that take there, Ben. I think he's pressing maybe just a little bit, but um, hopefully he can get some of that pressure off him and he can continue to, to find his groove again. Cause he was, he was playing extremely well uh, mm-hmm. when he was in that nine spot. So um, thanks for the uh, time today, Ben. I really appreciate you yeah. jumping on. Um, and uh, you know, obviously for those of you guys who don't know, Ben, if you want to do a plug that we did uh, last, or a couple days ago yesterday uh, for yeah. your prospect show, who's coming on next week. So next week we've got Jim Callis coming on and he's not going to be so much talking about just uh, what prospects are hot right now or anything like that. He's coming on specifically to talk about the movement in the prospect industry over the last 20, 30 plus years. Cause he's been there. He's, he was at BA for years before he moved to pipeline and kind of helped them start pipeline. So he's got a lot of industry knowledge. And as far as what's changed, how teams are looking at players different, how, Coverage of players is different. I think that's going to just be a really fun chat. Then the other one is uh, Jared Perkins is coming on in September. Uh, Govier's got himself a new job, and so we're going to have a different schedule going forward, so I can't exactly book Jared yet. But Jared Perkins is well-known for his coverage of mental health and baseball. And we're going to specifically talk about uh, how conference realignment in college could have some issues with specifically with baseball players mental health because of the way that they schedule three game series and now for instance in the big 10 if you're a ucla baseball player you might end up spending five days of your week on a trip to rutgers and you're still supposed to keep up with your studies and everything it's just it's really frustrating as a former athlete myself or former college athlete to look at that and go i don't know how a kid's going to do that and stay sane um yeah but jared's also got some experience working with guys in the minors he's going to be a really good guest to talk minor league baseball mental health and how this could affect college baseball mental health so excellent yeah so make sure you guys check that out uh keep it keep that, an eye that on sounds the awesome hey shout shout out ben um for getting uh, those guests especially uh, and jim callis Great. too that's like getting Daniel Day Lewis to come on your acting podcast. <laughs> yeah, to talk about this, acting. This is true. I, I yeah, that, that's Jim's that's awesome. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to that. 
So, but I, I do have to go pick up a daughter. So thanks guys. Been great thanks, chatting with you. So thanks, Ben. Have a good one, man. Yep. See you, Ben. That is Benjamin Chase. Make sure you guys are following him on Twitter, aka X at Big Gentle Ben. Live here on the Palazzo Podcast, myself and Britton Allen. Britton, are there any guys on your end that um, that you're down on rest of season? Maybe that you're looking to maybe cut ties with. Sean Murphy was one 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 of my, one of my guys. I'm interested to hear if you have any of yours. All right, I'm going to shake it up a little bit, Mike V. I hope you're ready. Let's hear I it. Hope. Shohei Otani. Oh, I, love I assume you. the pitcher. <laughs> I love you, Shohei Otani. Uh, this season, you are uh, preseason. You are my most targeted player. I all I firmly believe that players in contract years have a little more umph to their season because we're talking millions of dollars. And some people poo-poo that. And they're like, oh, they're professionals. They don't care. I'm like, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. They're crazy if yep. they don't. And yep. going into this year, Shohei Otani had the most on the line than any other player in Major League history. Any other player in Major League history in guaranteed contracts. Okay. Shohei Otani uh, had a great season. We all know, unfortunately, he tore his UCL and that he's not going to pitch anymore. He is going to hit as a designated hitter. So no one's dropping him anywhere because, frankly, that would just be too painful anyway. Uh, (laughs) And also, so Mike Trout, too, is also on the IL. So this this is really sad because the Angels made moves during the trade deadline. They got Giolito. They kept Shohei. They said, we're not fielding any offers, even though he's in a walk year. They said, yep. we're going for it, and they did what they could on the trade deadline. And unfortunately, Trout got hurt again, and now they got this uh, Shohei Otani bad news. So I do not like to s- dwell on bad news at all. Your focus determines your re- reality, so let's try to focus on some good news in this whole situation. <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook, Trey Cabbage. Trey Cabbage. Trey Cabbage is back, baby. From Knoxville, Tennessee, <laughs> with a 30-30 season in Triple A, has been called up. He's 26 years old. He's taking Mike Trout's place on the uh, active roster. Uh, he's a player to watch down down the line. The the Angels aren't going to make the playoffs. I know, you know. Yeah. Mathematically, they're not eliminated, but unfortunately, the, these are too many body blows. Like not even yeah, Rocky, yeah, even Rocky's not getting out, not getting up <laughs> off, off off the floor on this one, and and you know winning the winning the welterweight or whatever. So, yeah, right. so Trey Cabbage is the one silver lining to look at. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, Mike Mustakis, uh, Gritchick, these are all free agents at the end of the year. They're not coming back. So. Right. Look for Mickey Moniak and Trey Cabbage, those young guys, uh, to get some playing time and see what it's about. Keep your eye on it because Trey Cabbage has power and speed, and uh, he's a little bit, you know, over the prospect years. But you know, so is TJ Friedel and guys like that. So so just keep, right. keep an eye on that. And you know, God bless you, Shohei Otani. Wish you the best and. You know, Mike Trout, I guess we'll see him next year. So, yeah, keep yeah, an eye so- on, on, on Trey Cabbage. 
I was just going to ask you that too. And it's later down in our return to the max segment here. I know we're getting crunched on time, but uh, Mike Trout, obviously it came back for one game, still lingering soreness. The GM came out and said that he probably rushed himself back because he really wants to help this team, which is commendable. Uh, I'm with you there though. The, the angels aren't going anywhere. Like you said, mathematically they're not out of it yet, but they're, they're, it's not happening. They've had so many injuries between Taylor Ward. Who's out for the season. Mike Trout, who's probably done for the year. Otani tears his UCL, you know, uh, Anthony Rendon, who hasn't hasn't really played at all, really, since he's gotten to L.A. What uh, a disaster been, that contract was. It is, I mean, man. It's, it's such a shame, too, because you have two generational talents in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You got nothing to show for it. I feel so bad for the fan base. Um, well, the, 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 hey, things were moving right along this year. You remember at the trade deadline when they made, yeah. they made that determination, we're not trading Otani. Yeah, they got a boost. Like they, you know, were a couple games above 500, and then it just unfortunately just didn't work out. But yeah, it, it it it's sad. But you know, now it's time to look at that the young guys like uh, that that one like player that got drafted this year that they just brought up, and now he's hitting yeah. lead off. Uh, yeah, so, we actually talked know, about him on triple triple play pod on on, on Tuesday. Um, his name's losing me. They just drafted him this year, but uh, was really, really, really uh, surprising move. But they need they need bats. They need bodies in there, man. They do. Uh, and and uh, got hurt. I mean, the whole yeah. Angels thing. It's just like like I also like Griffin Canning. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, Reed Detmers has a good game, and then like five bad ones. Yeah. And you're and, and you you don't know what's going on with that. It's just yeah. Patrick Sandoval, like every. Like they had Shohei Otani, Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, you know, Griffin Canning, like a lot of young, great players. And it just didn't like injuries no. just hit. And it, they just they just need to blow up, man. They just need to blow up that franchise, get rid of all these guys, start fresh, start a corner. And the worst part about this, Britain, is they don't have anybody in the minors. Their farm system sucks too. Yeah. So like they got nothing, nothing to look forward to. No, that but see, the thing is like t- the time was now. They had Logan O'Hoppy, who I, I know is yep. back now, but everything looked so good at the beginning of the year and man, it's just, yeah. it just didn't work out. I, 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 I don't, you know, these are all professional athletes sure, <laughs> making sure, millions sure. of dollars. Right. So I don't feel bad, you know, bad, in, but in a sense, but I'm like, man, the future was bright this year for the angels. So, Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Um, so better times, hopefully for the Los Angeles angels there um, did want to get in some, some, some injury news here. We do a segment called return of the Mac injured players on the mend. Um, or guys that are actually going back, maybe uh, return to the IL like Mike Trout. Uh, so we talked about him. Nick Lodolo had a setback. Uh, I, I think it's time, time to turn the page on him. Um, I don't think he pitches this year, unfortunately. It's the same, uh, I believe it was his tibia that he had an issue with in his latest rehab outing. Um, so I don't know if we see him this year. If we do, they're probably going to be limiting him in terms of his innings and his workload. Um, Kyle, Kyle Wright had made his first rehab start, I believe, yesterday. John Means, my boy, go O's. Early September return to the rotation, possibly. Uh, he'll be a welcome addition. And then we talked about him a couple couple weeks back. Joe Ryan is uh, ready to make his day uh, his return back from the IL on Saturday. Um, any thoughts there, Britton? Do you think Joe Ryan turns it around and helps fantasy managers out down the stretch? Yeah, definitely. I like Joe Ryan a bunch. He was looking very good this year until he got hurt. But the sneaky X factor, I mean, super sneaky, is John Means, right? Remember how great he looked as a starter 
And now he's coming back in some some type of role. We'll see. Now, not not a starter uh, yeah. with the, with the Baltimore Orioles, but he's coming back in some capacity, some role to a team that is surging, oh, surging yeah. on the offensive side. And you've got Cal Bradish. I don't know what's going on with Jack Flaherty. I, I hope he's okay. I thought that was a smooth uh, trade for the Baltimore Orioles. I've always Agreed. liked Jack Flaherty. You know, he went to high school with Max Freed. I mean, just he, like he like he has the pedigree, but injuries. And so what what is John Means going to do? That's the, the fascinating thing about those pictures. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Have you had eyes on him? Like, have you seen any rehab starts or anything? Yeah, he's looked solid. I mean, Mike Elias was on the show earlier in the week or the broadcast uh, that they were talking about uh, with him on John Means. And he actually looks really good. Like he started to feel a little bit more comfortable. I wouldn't be surprised if he saw a guy like Tyler Wells, who just got moved to the bullpen in AAA. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see guys like maybe a piggyback start between John Means and Tyler Wells to keep their innings down, um, especially with the bullpen the way it is right now with Baltimore, especially in that, you know, that long relief role, they need somebody like that. And I think both those guys kind of fit that bill, but it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if Flaherty goes on the IL or if he's not pitching um, anytime soon, uh, one of these guys is going to have to step up, but Cole Irvin is actually looks pretty good for us as well. So yeah. a lot of moving parts. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'll leave that to better minds than me. Um, what about DL Hall? Is he in the, is he in the, in the mix? Yeah. He, probably for the September call-ups, but Ben and I were talking about it briefly yesterday. I think he comes up and probably going to be in a, in 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 the uh, in the bullpen. I don't see him as a starter at least for this year. Um, but uh, he'd be another welcomed addition. I just we just need arms, uh, and I need guys that aren't going to give up the lead or walk people. The walks have killed this team, and I'm hoping they can get some guys in here who can come in, give them some solid innings. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll see. But DL Hall is one of our better prospects. Can't you kind of see Felix Bautista like walking up and down the pen, like pointing at everybody like the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones? <laughs> right. being like, you will not walk anyone. And then he walks away. But right. it's like Debo, like, oh, I'd be talking when he leaves, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't say anything to him when he's there. No. But when he walks no. away, you're like, oh, he can't tell me that. Like, yeah, when Felix yeah. Bautista tells you something, you better listen, you know. Exactly. Jamie asks Kyle Schwarber, or DJ Stewart for tonight. Uh, give me Kyle Schwarber. DJ Stewart's wave is about to crash here soon. Um, give me the guy who gives you, especially if you play in OBP leagues, give me Schwarber. Uh, Britton, what about you? Oh, I'll, I'll go contrarian just because I love to be contrarian. I'll go DJ. <laughs> go DJ. All he's, right. he's been hot and, uh, you know, it's it, he's playing against Colorado. So what's the worst that can happen? But, that is so. true. That is true. Yeah, um, and then we have another question from Daniel. Uh, who is a fantasy baseball player that will surprise you most during the, play the playoff stretch in September? Daniel, go back, rewind this video. We talked about three guys uh, on our, th our three up, three down segment. Um, uh, my guys, just to brief briefly recap, were Nolan Jones, Aroldis Chapman, and Yanni Ardiaz. Uh, Britton, if you want to name your three. I already forgot. Oh, uh, well, hot white like wasabi when you bus rhymes. <laughs> Uh, Os Oslavis uh, Basabi for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays uh, is, is my he's going to surprise. I think he is a legit prospect, mature contact hitter that's going to have a really, really good run with Wander Franco out for hitting in the heart of the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, Ryan Pepio, too. I think he's going to 
like Ben said, handle that kind of Julio Urias role where he's, but of course, back then Julio Urias was like 19 from Mexico, whereas Ryan Pepio, I think is like 24, 25. And, you know, he's going to handle like the bulk. He's going to, he's going to be a, a game changer, I think, for the Los Angeles Dodgers for, uh, you, you know, their, their starting rotation. So those are the two guys that I think are going to make big impacts on teams that are contending teams. Now they're all professional baseball players. Like I was looking at it the other day, like Andrew Benatendi, uh, Elvis Andrus, no one wants to add these guys to their teams down the stretch, but these players in the last seven are hitting well over 350 with counting stats and yep. you're like oh the chicago why like who wants to add elvis andrus somebody that wants counting <laughs> stats and batting average help and all that yeah. i mean yep. you know it's it's yep. hard decisions but those are kind of the guys that you got to look to but thank you daniel that's a great question yeah and he also asked real quick britain i want Alexander would be cognizant of time here uh time to move on from sal freelich or hang on to he's dealing with hammy issues uh unless you play in a dynasty if you don't if, unless you play in a redraft league, I'm sorry, a dynasty league, hang on to him, dynasty. You can cut him in redraft um, and, and get somebody at this point in the season. Uh, get somebody who's hot who's going to be able to help your team. There's no point in hanging on to a guy like Sal Freelick. Uh, cut free, feel if it's redraft, cut Freelick. Go pick up yeah. Brandon Marsh if he's available. He's hitting 375 in the last seven. Ben Attendee uh, to take, take a look at him. Free, and plus, Freelick, like the outfield uh, playing time is, is convoluted with the Brewers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm fine with moving on from him. If you, like I said, if you, and we're both advising, if you play in Dynasty, you got to hang on to Freelick. But uh, he also says, thanks, guys. Always great to listen. No problem, Daniel. Make sure that you're like and subscribe to the uh, Palazzo Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for joining today. Um, Britain, uh, super fun today, man. I know well, we, we can't. Mike, it went by too fast. It went exactly. by too fast. I could do this for another hour. Thank you for setting it up. <laughs> Thank you for guest hosting. Uh, yeah, man. Like I, I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You make it look easy. It is. Oh man, I appreciate so, that. Appreciate. I appreciate that. Everything up. Yeah, Thank and you. no one. Can, it's, it's worth noting too. No one can fill the shoes of the goat, Michael Govier. Right. The guy just brings it. He's an entertaining guy. We miss him. We're looking forward to having him back. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you jumping on today, Britton. It's been, it's been awesome, man. I love, uh, I love doing the shows with you. Um, got a couple guys joining late. Donovan says, sorry, I'm late. Great sh- show. I'm sure Jeff, uh, asked, where is Govier? He's on vacation. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says, haha, we'll come over to my channel. <laughs> Anyways, long story short. Thank you guys for joining. Don't forget this Sunday at 12 PM. It's going to be myself and Tyler London of Backpick fantasy and a potential guest, at 12 p.m. Eastern, we'll be doing a uh, next week preview show, talking about two start pitcher streams, some waiver wire ads, taking your questions, doing a Q&A. And then next week, Govier and I will be doing some fantasy football content. So make sure you keep it locked on the Twitter uh, uh, Palazzo podcast page. And then also make sure that you're following us, MKB Fantasy, Britton Allen. Uh, for Britton Allen here, thank you all so much for joining. I appreciate it. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We'll see you all next week. or I'll see you guys on Sunday. Peace. Without further ado, you know how we do it. We always end it with who? Captain Jack. You're going to play it. I'm going to play it, baby. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. See you guys later. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. 
The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.